Hello, and welcome to another Book on the Shelf podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Jen. We started a book club, but we never talked about the books, so we decided to start a podcast to talk about all the books. So our book club was about trying new books, new genres, and getting out of our comfort zones of reading. Uh, we wanted to be exposed to new stuff, which would kind of be like research that we could apply to our own writings, as we are both writers. Hi, and welcome to episode 13 of Another Book on the Shelf. Today we are going to be discussing a collection of short stories called White Dancing Elephants by Chaya Bhavaneswar. We actually uh, received this book directly from the author. She reached out to us on Twitter. Uh, it kind of started with her joking about emigrating to Canada uh, from the States due to the reasons that we all know why some people may want to leave the States right now. And she wanted to get in good with the Canadians, so she wanted to send us her book. And it was our first author connection. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, we have some stuff happening in the pipeline. Yeah, and I do. feel like it kind of opened our eyes to where we're going to be able to take this podcast. So. Yeah, it's very exciting. So, Chaya Bhuvaneswar is a practicing physician and writers, writer whose work has appeared or is forthcoming in a number of publications, such as Narrative Magazine, Tin House, Electric Lit, The Rumpus, The Millions, Joyland, Large Hearted Boys, uh, among many others. Her poetry and prose juxtapose Hindu epics, other myths and histories, and the survival of sexual harassment and racialized sexual violence by diverse women of color. Her short story collection has been published under Dezank Books, um, was released on October 9th, 2018, and she recently received a McDowell Colony Fellowship and Henfield Award for her writing. Her work received several Pushcart Prize anthology nominations in 2018, as well as a Joy Harjo Poetry Contest Prize, and you can follow her on Twitter at Chaya. B77, C-H-A-Y-A-B-77, uh, for upcoming readings and events. White Dancing Elephants is a collection of 16 stories, a little kind of gist of all of them. There's a woman grieving as she has a miscarriage, haunted by the Buddha's birth. An artist with schizophrenia tries to survive hatred and indifference in a small town uh, by turning to the beauty of sculpture and dance. Orphans in India get pulled into a strange rescue mission aimed at stripping their mysterious powers. A brief but intense affair between two women culminates in regret and betrayal. A boy seeks memories of his sisters and the legend of a woman who weds death. And fragments of history from child brickmakers to slaves in the Renaissance in Portugal are held up in brief fictions, burnished, made dazzling, and unforgettable. Definitely, it is not a happy collection of stories. No. There is a lot of sexual harassment, mm -hmm. racial violence, even it's, you know, inflicting on each other. It really explores an original voice in fiction and explores feminist, queer, religious, and immigrant stories that I don't think I've really read anything like that no, before. No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a really uh, good intersection of a lot of different things. And yeah, there's a lot going on in them. Definitely really heavy, though. And I actually found that the stories that I, that stuck with me the most were the ones that were the most sort of traumatic, maybe. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't know if that's just because there were certain ones where I was like, oh my god, and that's why it stuck with me, but... Yeah, a lot of them didn't necessarily end the way you would expect them to. Yes, that is true. And very, very well written. I enjoyed them. Me too. I think, well, as we've talked about outside of the podcast, mm -hmm. I've sort of decided, realized, whatever, that I'm more of a short story writer. Mm -hmm. So to actually read a collection of short stories that were all very different, they were not necessarily interrelated though but there was that common thread running through For them sure. it kind of inspired me to keep working on my stories or just to know that 
you know, you can write these stories. And some of them are very, some of them are, like, two pages long. Yeah. And they just, like, end. Don't necessarily give you a conclusion. Yeah. But it's okay, and it works together, and it's just that, it's just meant to be that one piece, and it is what it is. Yeah, almost like a little snapshot. Yeah, and, like, yeah, they're not interrelated stories, but I guess the voice is similar in some of them, or at least, like, it's predominantly women Mm -hmm. voices. There are... Uh, some that are told from the perspective of male voices. They also tend to be marginalized in some way as well, like the schizophrenic man. Yes. Or even the young boy who, like, his sister ran yeah, away. Yeah, that's right. His sister runs away. I mean, they're they're all pretty They're sad. all sad. They're, yeah. like, there's a lot of talking about pregnancy, mm-hmm. but either losing the child or... Or, like, infertility. Infertility. Or dying while pregnant. Yep. That boy's... Spoiler. You know, eventually, you know, years later comes across his sister, but... She's at the hospital, like, she's died and he realizes she was pregnant. Yeah. And you can tell that, like, as Chai being a physician, a lot of them do kind of have this little, like, medical thread through them, but not in a way that seemed, like, science-y or doctor-y. It just actually really made sense. Yeah, it was really interesting, actually. In the one story called Talinda, there is a woman who is pregnant with her best friend's husband's baby. Yes. But her best friend is works at a hospital, but she's dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, like, that gets pulled in there. Mm-hmm. There's one with a psychologist and her patients. Yeah. And how that kind of breaks down. And, yeah, or, you know, in the one story, Orange Popsicles, where girls right. raved eventually, they end up in hospital. Like, there's just yeah. little bits of that kind yeah. of, or talking or, about yeah, even people's the one medication. Where, um, the, the one woman whose boyfriend is moving to California to be closer to his child, and she ends up helping the boy with the asthma attack, having the asthma attack. Like, there's even that. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of always, there's little bits and pieces of that that kind of tied everything together, but clearly it's also sort of like, I don't want to say like Chai writing what she knows, but just coming from the background of... Mm, but putting, yeah, not necessarily just writing what she knows, but like putting in that specific knowledge that she has... And weaving it into the stories. Yeah, I never read as super scientific no, or anything. It just really drove the stories, yeah. I found. There was, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of common themes running throughout it. Obviously, death is one of them as well. I know, I want to say almost every story, someone... I think so, yeah. ...dies or gets really close. Yeah. Or the story ends right at the moment where someone might die. Yeah. There's a story with uh, a father and his daughter oh, clearly yeah. has... Some kind of yeah, some kind of development disorder yeah. or disability, and his son, who was fine, they sent him off to boarding school so that they could kind mm-hmm. of focus on the daughter, and it ends with him. I want to say most likely killing her, yeah, like behind a grocery store, but it just it just ends in that moment right before, so you don't really know, yeah, and it's so sad because she's just having this moment of like being really happy and recycling her bottles and yeah, that one was really that one was tough. Well, because the whole time. I was waiting for that. Like, he would purposely answer the door so that she couldn't because he wanted to deprive her of that yeah, joy. right? And all these little things. Like, he just resented her so yeah. bad. And when they went to the grocery store, I don't think I was expecting that, but I just, I don't, yeah, I kind of felt like something was going to happen. Yeah. And the second they started talking about that, and he was like, oh, like, no one can see us where we are. Yeah. Because we were kind of off to the side. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. It was, yeah, there were a lot of moments with these stories that just had moments of... And so much of it involved children or baby, like... Yeah, like the one with the psychologist and her patient. Yeah. By the end of that one. Which was its own weird twist of someone who clearly has severe mental problems 
and like manipulating the system and people. But then at the very end, like drops this bomb. Yeah. That most likely the doctor had been abused as a child, but it was just like yeah, one quick little like drop and then like over, and you're like, yeah. what? Yeah, it ends oh. on this just whoa. Yeah. Well, and there was a lot of interesting sort of racial dynamics in that one as well. A yeah, lot. Of, a lot of the stories kind of weave that in. A lot of the boyfriends I found mm-hmm. often seemed like they were white. Yes. Whereas the girls were Indian or yeah, Asian like, yeah, of some South Asian of some kind. Yeah. Normally. Yeah. And just kind of what how that would cause trouble with different mm-hmm. things or just have issues. And I wasn't expecting actually um, some of the like queer aspects of it as well, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Like even with the story to Linda with what, where she ends up with her best friend's husband. Yeah. A friend is dying of cancer. Like, there's that little moment of something happened the, between the two, two women, which was just, like, a really a, another interesting aspect of that story. I really liked that story a lot. I thought there was a lot going on in it. Yeah, if it, it was probably one of the longer ones. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, so, like, they're best friends and have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, the main character, her best friend's dying of cancer. Yeah. But she's sleeping with the husband, yeah. and they're having a baby, whereas the best friend and the husband had never been able to have a child. Right. And then now they're trying to wait that out, but then the best friends clearly have, like, a deeper relationship. Yeah. Like, many of the stories, it was just very relationship-heavy in a way that yeah. kind of blurs those lines, and nothing is black and white, and it's not just, like, you're with someone, you're with, you know, whatever your sexuality is, it's not, nothing is that cut and dry, like, you can only have feelings for one person. Yeah, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. It's just, it was very nuanced and... I mean, all the stories, really. There's so many very, layers. Very, yeah. And like you said, it's not black and white. Like, she's always sort of teasing at these, like, almost like e- presenting it in a way that could almost be black and white at the start of the story, but then by the end has been so complicated by everything that you're like, oh, wow, no, there's so much going on here. Nothing's ever that simple. And she's able to do it in really such a short space. Yeah, that was, yeah. It was really... Fascinating to read that. Mm-hmm. So aside from all the relationships too, there was just every story kind of had trauma and violence of yeah, some of some variety kind, and it was so I was I read most of this book in the morning <laughs> from like six to six forty five in the morning. Good start so it was day. it was kind of yeah it was slightly odd material for that time yeah. of the day, but it did also really let me focus in on. Mm-hmm. The book because it wasn't the middle of the day distracting or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of. I feel like with every single story, and as we kept going through the book, I just kind of kept feeling more and more for the author because in my head, obviously, you know, like I have stories about vampires and possibly <laughs> like a superhero one coming, so it's not necessarily like based in life. Right. But I just really wondered how much of this mm-hmm. or was any of this coming from her life? Yeah. All, like, there's so much, you know, with the loss of children. Did she lose a child with the kind of fluidity of sexuality? Yeah. Is that, like, where she sits in the spectrum, mm-hmm. if anything? Or, you know, when there's a lot of mental health issues, is that yeah. something that's, you know, prevalent in her life? I've just very, I found myself very intrigued by her as a person. Yeah, And it was sure. information that I kind of tried to look up but didn't really find anywhere. Yeah, I mean, that, I feel like that's something you always kind of wonder once you've read more than one piece of writing by a, by an author is how when you, and when you start to find common themes is what is this like how much of that is being drawn from 
personal experience. Yeah, in my in my head, it's sort of like she's been married to a man, but had relationships with women, mm-hmm. and at some point she's lost a child, and someone in her family has had mental health issues, mm-hmm. and someone other herself or close to her has been raped or had some sort of mm-hmm. similar trauma, but also I really just want to hug her and hope that none of that <laughs> has ever happened. ever happened. It's interesting, even with all of that varied experiences happening in these stories, there's still a lot of, like, universality to them as well. Like, I feel like they're very specific, but also, I don't know, I feel, I mean, maybe it's just, like, at a certain age, like, at this point, I at least know enough women who've had trouble having kids or yeah. had miscarriages that, like, I think that's a fairly... For sure. Universal experience. Yeah. Maybe not universal. Maybe universal is the wrong word because not everyone has obviously gone through that. But I feel like a lot of people know people who have. Yeah. And mm. it's not something that's talked about a lot necessarily. That was definitely a lot of this. A lot of. Yeah. I feel like nothing. So much of this book is stuff that would never be talked about. Right. Especially in Indian culture. In yeah. different South Asian cultures. Which is probably why it was, I would imagine, very hard to write no matter what. Even mm-hmm. if none of that ever happened to mm-hmm. her. Because it is. So much of this stuff, I mean, in any culture. In oh, yeah, no, for sure. Pure yeah. waspy culture, a lot of this stuff just is not talked <laughs> yeah, about. No, but yeah, people don't talk about it. Especially, I find, in those cultures. Well, yeah, and then you even have the dynamic of, like, there's obviously, like, an immigrant dynamic to it as well, whether it's, like, first generation, second generation. Yeah, there's a little bit. Right? Of there's a little bit of that running through it as well. And she took all of that, but then also weaved in sort of little bits of, fantasy mm-hmm. and those stories that she probably heard growing up yeah the kind of I want to say Indian fairy tales mm-hmm. and different stuff like that and then how that's sort of turned into stories that like tied to this that was really and that's why I can't really say that there's just like one thread running through this whole thing because there were these moments of kind of fantastical yeah little offshoots but they were all connected the kids that maybe had like animal yeah, there were like orphan girls yeah. that couldn't possibly turn into Yeah, almost yeah, almost like a shapeshifter kind of yeah. thing, it felt like. That one was really interesting. I like that. It was that one I think was the one that came the closest to being like blatantly having fantasy elements to it. Yeah. Which was cool. Because the rest of them just kinda like would kind of be little rememberings or like referring yeah. back to something. Or yeah, like stories that you sort of heard growing up, I guess. One of the stories we haven't talked about was Newbury, and that's a girl works in a nail salon, mm-hmm. but she's figured how to eave all this money. Yeah, she's like skimming, I guess. Oh no, it's they're it's involved kind of in digital and like digital money transfer, but there's mm-hmm. gangs yes. back in some country and the yeah, paying off of somewhere. She's skimming a little bit of money from that, hoping that large no amount of money. Notice. Yeah, to be with her boyfriend, but she's clearly been having an affair with the boss there mm-hmm. who's supposed to have been away and you never really know if he knows that she's taking the money because he comes home a few days early but yeah. then like she leaves and again as I was saying with just how it, it being a short story and it is what it is and that's it you don't quite get that closure of mm-hmm. do her and Marco actually get away and get yeah, to like, Canada do they make it or... to Canada I really like that one too I really, yeah I also really enjoyed that one that was one of my favorites I think but I also really liked the um, uh, the really, really short one, the Neela Bhopal 1984. It's like three pages long, and there's not a lot of context for it, I think, because it's just expecting the context of Bhopal in 1984 
to be enough because there was so that what happened there was the environmental disaster with I cannot remember what company it was but it was like a chemical spill and I can't remember how many people died but it was it was a lot it was Union Carbide that's who it was okay. <laughs> yeah yeah and I that area is still affected and like it wasn't even just that the people died it was like children who were born after the fact were born with really severe like deformities, deformities. that's the word I'm looking for uh, because of like the toxicity of what happened there mm. And, I mean, I guess it was, like, kind of on the level of what happened there in, was it Bangladesh with the factory collapse? I think so. Yeah. So, like, kind of like that, but it's, it was a huge environmental disaster. And they, I, I don't think they really ended up paying for any kind of restoration or any kind of, like, mm -hmm. medical expenses or anything. I actually think what ended up happening was that Union Carbide dissolved as a company so that basically they didn't, they have, didn't to. have to. Classic. So, uh, yeah, so I think I, that's one, one of the things I really liked about that one was that she didn't explain any of that. So you would have had to know about what happened in 1984 to sort of, I get, think, get the... And yeah, so going in, I didn't yeah. really know either, so I was just kind of reading this as well. And the and only reason like... I knew about that was from doing my um, environmental studies Fair. program, but yeah, I really enjoyed that one too. <laughs> Master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Another story we haven't talked about, I'm uh, forgetting which one it is based on the title, but there's a woman and she's, she knows her husband is having an affair, but so she goes on this writing retreat. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I feel like retreat's kind of the wrong word, because it sounds like she's yeah. they're in these weird caves that you can only get to by a boat, and then random old lady nuns or something come and they, they like drop off food drop off food and clear the snow off of the heating vent I don't know I don't know where they are and she's created a little diorama and like little figures and stuff but she's also talking to a character yeah. that she's written who's he's more talking to her than she's talking to him which is a weird thing but then in my head I was like that's not weird because I feel like that's totally yeah. as a writer how things work yeah that one was really interesting I really enjoyed that one too whereas if someone who was not a writer was reading that I would just be like this girl crazy yeah. in a cave like talking about stuff yeah well it is it's interesting because like she's also thinking about I guess that other man in her life before her boyfriend like somebody that she dated before and like they had this he had the same name as this character and like yeah so it's never I feel like it's never really no because at one point it sounds like some boy that she knew in her childhood, mm -hmm. but then it sounds like there was someone that she kind of worked with or worked near, Yeah. but then it could just be a character, and it's just, yeah. Which I thought was also interesting just in the way you create characters as writers, and mm -hmm. you might look at a character and be like, how much of it is this person that I know? How much of it is that person that yeah. I know? Is this character actually that person, or... Or is it not? Am I just, like, making that association now that this character exists in my head? Yeah. <laughs> it's just super interesting. I really enjoyed that one. There's a lot of good stuff in this book. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Again, as we have said with a few other books, I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. No. And I would definitely go and, like, recommend it with a disclaimer of there are some... Awful Probably things. triggering things in it for people who... Who have... Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are definitely things that, depending on what has happened in your life, would be very upsetting. Mm -hmm. Or freeing. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it just depends. Your mileage may vary. 
but it's, it's a, it was a nice quick read. As I said, I was mm-hmm. kind of reading my little bits in the morning, and because, you know, the first few were longer, so it was kind of a couple days, but then I was able to read two or three every morning and kind of get that nice little closure and not be waiting for the next day of, like, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't normally read a lot of short stories. I don't know why. Like my things long, but after reading this, <laughs> and she's always carrying around like a four. Yeah, book. my books are always gigantic. <laughs> but after reading this one, I was like, oh man, I want to read more short stories. I really enjoyed that. Well, especially short story collections. Yes, I feel like I got to know the author. Like I was hanging out with her this whole time, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's the key. Is maybe not just necessarily a collection of short stories, but a collection of short stories from one author. Yeah, to really kind so. of get into their head, and then you kind of. Settling into a particular style as well, because no matter how different some of the stories are, there's still a fairly consistent style to mm-hmm. yeah. the writing. So I think sometimes with a short story collection that's different writers, you sometimes get like stylistic whiplash. <laughs> yeah, if it's based on one theme, yeah, or you know, kind of central idea, then you're just too up and down mm-hmm. and back and forth. So yeah, so this is. White Dancing Elephants by Chai Bhavanaswar. Again, we are super pumped that this was, we were able to get a copy of this from the author. Yeah. And I know the last time she messaged us on Twitter, she said she kind of wasn't really on social media recently because she is writing. And I think possibly someone would get a new phone. But either way, it sounded like she was <laughs> writing. So we're, I'm definitely excited to read new stuff that yeah, she whatever has coming she's out. Writing next. If you happen to be in Portland next week, which is March 27th to 29th. It seems she's going to be on the 2019 AWP panel. And, or if you're in Virginia, this Friday, the 22nd, she is at the Festival of the Book. Cool. And if you want to learn anything more about her or find a, find some more stories that are have been written about her or little articles that she's on, her website is just her name, chibavanaswar.com. We'll put that on our link that in our show notes and on our website as well. One last little exciting thing uh, we want to talk about. So next week, watch our Instagram for a giveaway. It's our first giveaway. We're super pumped. (laughs) It is going to be with, from another author who we actually got to interview and we will be, that will be our next episode coming up with Claire Hanscomb and talking about her unreleased book, Unscripted, which will be part of the giveaway. So be sure to follow us on social media and enter our giveaway. Thanks again for listening to Another Book on the Shelf podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Another Book Pod and on Instagram at Another Book Podcast for updates, what we're reading so you can join along, and more book-related awesomeness.